Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Mad anxiety, but not bad at math. Coffee and mad performance. Is dyslexia the source of my mad troubles? A wealth of resources. And don't you hate that math homework? This is our podcast for week 30 in 2018. And with us is Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We have wonderful links this week that we really want to discuss with you. And our, our first one actually is a video. And let me just uh, play a little clip of that. When French mathematician Laurent Schwartz was in high school, he started to worry that he wasn't smart enough to solve math problems. Maybe you know a similar feeling. You sit down to take a math test and you feel your heart beat faster and your palms start to sweat. You get butterflies in your stomach and you can't concentrate. Well, I can relate to that. Uh, (laughs) So what can we learn here? Well, this is definitely the chicken and the egg problem. So many people actually believe that they have uh, anxiety for math because they do poorly at it. But in reality, it might be the other way around. And uh, research has shown that about 20% of the the population at large Mm -hmm. suffers from this anxiety and actually they do bad at math because they have the anxiety. Now... Uh, And you can actually diagnose it, and uh, there are specific physical and mental phenomena um, related to your working memory. Your working memory gets affected when you have anxiety. That is from way back when, when we were still escaping our saber-toothed tigers, (laughs) but that's still built in in our brain, unfortunately. Okay. And that is something that will prevent you from doing well in, uh, in math. And when your anxiety uh, is actually using up your working memory, then doing a test will not go that well because without enough activity in your working memory, you cannot organize the right. steps that you need right. to do. You, you cannot, cannot solve mathematical problems right. because there's created activity and thinking yeah, in that. That makes sense. So uh, we can also say it's it's academic anxiety. It, it's not limited to math. Some people right. have it Could for be math. Something else, right. Some people Biology, have it for chemistry. other topics. Right. Yeah. But it it does um, occur more uh, more frequently for math and recent uh, research. I'm not exactly sure why it is. There are some uh, ideas. Some people have found that it uh, probably has something to do with how children are exposed to math by their parents and teachers. Um, If adults talk negatively, Mm -hmm. talk bad about math, that has a major impact on the children and and they internalize that. So teachers uh, with math anxiety themselves um, uh, make this even worse. Probably without being aware so of it. So just a negative spiral. But Teachers the think kids, bad about the it and the kids sense, get it. And sense it. Yeah. Wow. And then another thing is the speed that 
people are or students are required to solve math problems here in the US uh, school system is very detrimental. Then we have a cultural connotation that people who know math, they must be smart. Right. So if you don't know more, you're okay. So that's right. the other the other way around. Well, I think the cook in my Mexican restaurant is pretty smart. <laughs> so that's a different skill, but I appreciate that too. <laughs> okay, so, so what to do? Basically, there are four approaches that may work for math anxiety. Uh -huh. First of all, you can meditate on the problem before it happens to reduce anxiety. It, it definitely works. Right. Also, you can write about your math worries so that it gets off your mind it's okay. out of your system you so can you even lift through it before it happens put it in a little box and set it aside it kind of right and and that can definitely free up your working memory now um going for a brisk walk uh that can can that can also be a good remedy uh -huh. um and finally you can permanently change your mindset about math that is obviously the best this is what we call adapt adopting to the growth mindset where you start to realize that you are not lost for math forever but there is a process in your brain that can adapt you can right. learn it you can yeah. grow your synapses and introducing math in a playful way to young children is is a very important start but even if you are uh, a little bit older even adult you can still change your mindset about math that's uh, that's very encouraging to hear okay let's look at the next link the next link oh this is wonderful it talks about coffee and math performance now by the volumes of coffee that i uh, consume every day i should be a mad wizard by now <laughs> so, <laughs> so how does well, that work de definitely <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> coming, coming from the netherlands as you can hear from my accent we are definitely a coffee drinking nation. Definitely. Um, and uh, yes, I love my coffee too before I do some sines, cosines and tangents. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> well, it, this is about a new study uh, led by researchers at Stevens Institute of Technology. And it doesn't only highlight the hidden force of the scent of coffee. Okay. Did you imagine that? And the cognitive boost it may provide on analytical tasks, but also the expectation that you will perform better after drinking coffee so it's also kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy okay and the team of researchers um uh, did 10 uh, questions of the gmat algebra in a computer lab uh -huh. with uh i think around 100 undergraduate business students and they divided them up in two groups and one group took the test in the presence of a, a really wonderful coffee scent around. <laughs> well, the control group took the same test questions. No coffee scent. No coffee scent. No. So they found that the group in the coffee smelling room scored significantly scored higher. <laughs> This is wonderful. So we need to tell this to our SAT, SAT and ACT proctors. Definitely. yes. Well, the smell is a powerful emotion. And in the past, they have experimented with various smells in the shopping malls, actually, to oh, encourage people to buy right. more. I've heard about that. Relax yes. better. So, right. yeah, there's, an, and, and we all know right. about the fresh bread that you need to bake when I, you want to sell when your I house. When I go to Bed Bath & Beyond, it has a, a particular smell. I immediately want to pull out that coupon and buy something. <laughs>
<laughs> so basically, all our senses are important, but the smell usually is forgotten. And it's such an important effect you can create with it. Read, read the link. This is amazing. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll introduce coffee. We'll, we'll, we'll give our students coffee to take to the exam instead of a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next link talks about uh, the question if dyslexia could be the source of my math troubles. I guess if you can't read the questions, that, that will That is some definitely issues. an issue, is that right? An issue? Is that right? Um, and some of the, the math difficulties, like you say, are, are definitely due to language, not only reading, but just the vocabulary. Don't forget the vocabulary in math. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but others might be due to uh, calculation errors, reversals, um, sequencing can be uh, an issue, and direction, place value. Um, but also, uh, if you if you have a graph and you want to label it with words, and that is difficult for you, uh, think about the working memory. We mentioned that in the in the previous link. That can both affect dyslexia and dyscalculia. And uh, you see a lot of uh, issues uh, for those kids, for instance, with with carrying numbers. They they just forget to carry or to, to carry regroup or to do it in the in a in a wrong way. Right. Uh, like I said, math language, it's different from standard uh, standard language. Uh, there are some words that are particularly in English, in my view, unnecessarily complicated. They're mm -hmm. very often uh, derived from Latin. Well some other languages like my native tongue uh, the Dutch language has many more uh, everyday use words that mm -hmm. are also used in math so it, it brings it closer to the students and um, also the symbols can be an issue now if you really have an issue with reading words and letters then the symbols are also an issue so there right. is there's definitely an overlap here there might be some underlying uh, neurological issues that surface for the students with dyslexia more into the uh, verbal and um, and um, reading uh, side and uh, in other students they might more surface in the numerical side there's obviously it's a multifactorial thing uh, you cannot pinpoint it to one specific culprit so um, then, uh, and that's that's why it's really uh, interesting to go to this link and go over the suggestions that the researchers have here um, and explain if we would have written out a math question in full instead of taking all those shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Because we write x, but what we actually mean is plus 1x. Right. Or 2x um means 2 multiplied by x or 2 times x but we don't write that then right. think about the x and the multiplication sign they are used to from elementary school before they start using the big dot or the star it looks like an x yes so that is confusing and um so those are good points yeah. so there there are several really uh good examples that um I feel each math teacher should mention in class. Right. Um, 
And, and on, a, on an unrelated note, let me just explain to our listeners that if you hear some snoring or other sounds in the background, that is our studio dog, Susie, who is uh, making herself very comfortable here at my feet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that, that reminds me that in a, in a large uh, research study of dyslexic and non-dyslexic students doing math work, um, uh, Dr. Lynn uh, Joffe found that there were many, many mistakes a student can continue to make, although their non-dyslexic counterparts improved. And dyslexic students uh, do need additional time and support to grasp, to really get those procedural aspects of math. Right. Yeah. Now, and, and once the early uh, procedural steps of math are mastered, then dyslexic students may find, to their surprise, that they are quite good in math because of strengths in logical reasoning and pattern recognition. And particularly, uh, they might excel in geometry because they have a very visual um, uh, connection with doing things and they have usually a very good uh, 3D uh, imaging okay. skill that might be ahead of the 3D imaging skills of non-dyslexic children. Okay, so that may play in their advantage. Yeah, that might, that's, that's why a lot of those dyslexic children can excel in uh, design. Right. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. So our next link is, yeah, it's, uh, we've called it uh, a wealth of resources. It's, uh, this is a huge list with, uh, with resources that we find here from the Money Saving Mom. Yes, uh, exactly. Blog. It's huge. Yeah, she's, she's really a hardworking Money Savings Mom. Yeah, And the, the list she has pulled together of free resources for homeschool curriculums is fabulous. You, you really need to uh, to click on this link and uh, look at that. I'm, I'm sure that for everybody there's something that you can use. It's not all math related though. Right. Uh, it, um, it's also not necessarily for Disco Coolia, but it's just no, a no, no, wealth, no. wealth of resources. Yes, it, it includes uh, uh, great links uh, like um, five simple activities to work with your toddler or preschooler to count using one-on-one -on -one correspondence right. or a lot of fun and effective ways to uh, master your uh, multiplication division facts even uh, in they include cells, uh, a link to help people understand this cochlea lit with a post full of useful information to uh, to assist your uh, child and uh, yeah, that's that's really nice. That's a good good list to have and to save. Now that brings us to our final link for this week, and, uh, and that's a don't you hate that math homework? <laughs> How about it? Well, it wasn't my favorite. Let me be honest, <laughs> it was not my favorite ever. Well, this is the link to the more mentioned and really wonderful website called Understood. Um, mm. Also, yeah. also that one is, uh, uh, I, I can definitely recommend that for all parents and, and teachers who work with students who have any type of learning mm -hmm. difference. 
uh, and it has several uh, tips and tricks to help your children with their math homework. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, on my website, I also have a list of that. Uh, that is linked to the NCTN, the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's stick with this link over uh, over here. Uh, they include a lot of do's and don'ts. Okay. Uh, so please do not immediately give your student the right answer. Don't say that that is wrong. <laughs> Try to say, okay, what do you already know? Yeah. What have you been learning about these type of questions already? Yeah. I think write they call down clustering. Right? Clustering. Yeah. Write down what you already know. Okay, and then take it from there. Go in little steps. Praise them for doing every step ahead and... Um, and, and don't be negative. Um, it's also a good moment to remind uh, the listeners of our own video series that we have available at our website that, that covers this and yeah, quite a lot of things more in depth. Uh, it's called Moms Teach Math and it's designed to help you or fathers who help but right. what our parents. experience is parents, parents in, in general, general parents guardians yeah we, yeah we called it moms teach math because our experience is that it it's usually the task the of mom the mother ends up having to do this. yeah um and that so video it, series is available on uh, momsteachmath.com yeah. it's it's designed to help you through uh much of the elementary school math uh various activities explaining um, and also how to show it to students. So not only just writing down numbers, but use visuals and, and use actual uh, objects. It, it has uh, over, I think, 150 printable activities, templates, okay. games, whatever. Enough, yeah. enough to fill the day. Right. <laughs> Great. Well, those were the links for this week. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder. We hope to see you back next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaService.com and you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook and she has boards both on Pinterest and on Flipboard. And she runs five free webinars and all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have DiscoCulia, you can do the free DiscoCulia checklist on our website, DiscoCuliaService.com or get a more comprehensive math and DiscoCulia screening test at DiscoCuliaTesting.com. Dr. Schroeder is on a mission to increase the number of DiscoCulia tutors and she has developed a whole online course for teachers and other interested people who want to become a DiscoCulia tutor. You can find all about that at DiscoCuliaTutor.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCuliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.